0: That was sad. That was sad. That was sad. That was sad. That
1: Welcome to the first podcast of All Things Insane. insane. This is a continuation, basically, of a blog that I had started running, and we're going to basically talk about anything that is interesting to ourselves, and hopefully you find interesting too. Just real quickly, I'd like to introduce myself, Um, Barrett, for those of you who don't know me, and I asked my buddy Josh to do this with me.
0: How you doing, guys? Thanks for coming on the show and listening to us. And we're going
1: to basically be covering every week, games, movies, comics sports i know i have some friends out there that aren't way into sports hopefully you guys can stick around and bear through those sections and segments also we'll be talking about tv shows pop culture also we'd like to have some local bands come on our show do some interviews yeah definitely Uh, show our local love you know we'll promote their music put their songs into our breaks also we'd like to have some anybody out there that's an artist you know if, if you draw paint uh photography you're more than welcome to come on our show. We'll promote your music, plug your MySpace, your Facebooks, your tweetings, all those cool things you kids do out there.
0: Yeah, I mean, just anyone in general. If you, you know, if you you got something you want to talk about, and you want to come on and reach out to everybody. Just, just give us a, give us a holler, man. We'll get you up on the show. We'll interview you. We love to do phone interviews, in person interviews. I mean, whatever you guys want to do.
1: Certainly, but that I'd like to. Add. I know I have a lot of friends out there that are really political. I have a lot of things that they like to talk about that are going on in the world today. If you guys want to come on the show and talk about any kind of thing that's going on in the world that you personally... See is corrupt, wrong uh, information. You want to get out there? You're more than welcome to uh, hit us up here on the podcast. Message us on our Facebooks. If you guys know us, most of you. Uh, anybody else, you're welcome to throw your ideas out there. We're more than happy to talk about something. Well, at least try and pretend like we know what we're talking
0: about, at least. Or if you want to come on and debate, I love to argue. <laughs> oh, we, we love to argue. We
1: argue between each other all the time, so. especially
0: the politics. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's. Uh, we'll try and keep it as pretty as possible on here. I know that you're probably wondering right now, what are these two noobs possibly fucking going to talk about that's somewhat interesting to me? Well, hopefully we can hit something. We're going to try and introduce you guys to new bands, uh, aside of just local music, maybe something that's in the indie or underground scenes right now. Uh, Also, there are some mainstream bands that a lot of people don't know about either. Aside of that, uh, we're not specifically every week, but we're going to try and have kind of... What I think is good going on in comics right now. I personally read comic books.
0: I don't, but I learn a lot from Bear. Bear talks about them. I get to ask some questions. So it's just like uh, me listening to the show and then asking questions, except they actually get answered.
1: And it seems now to me personally that comic books are really starting to take over media altogether. You're seeing uh, cartoons come out, uh, series cartoons, television shows that are really inspired by comic books. Comic book artists also a lot. Obviously, of the movies that are coming out now, there's a big Marvel boom. DC is trying to catch up with that. And then then some independent comic, you know, like The Losers, for example, was an independent comic made into a movie. Recently, it came out. Watchmen was on Vertigo. Watchmen was great. And uh, I highly suggest that movie as well as the comic book, which was probably one of the comic books movies that was the closest to the original. Mm -hmm. Uh, We can kind of get into depth on those specific things. specific things excuse me later anything you guys want to put in we are more than happy to take any suggestions like we said we're new at this and we certainly would love to hear from you guys
0: yeah definitely and- hit us up
1: thank you for tuning in to this first podcast we got some segments coming up wanted to briefly talk about our inspirations kind of reasons that we had done this. I personally I I get on Rotten Tomatoes a lot, read reviews and movies and I always think, you know, shit I can do this better than this motherfucker, you know? <laughs> I can put it simpler, be a little bit more blunt, and get right to the point. Aside of that, uh, the actual podcast the reason, inspiration for this. I grew up, my dad raised me. I listened to Howard Stern. He, Whenever he first went to Sirius, he bought mm-hmm. uh, Sirius Radio, and we would listen to it whenever we would do construction work, uh, stuff like that, uh, jobs for people within the community that we lived in. Also, whenever I was younger, whenever I get home from school or on the way home from school, I would listen to Tom and Jeff uh, on the Point. They're yeah, definitely they're pretty entertaining. Um, the Point is kind of a local radio station that we have here in St. Louis. Uh, they uh, advertise as playing everything alternative, which is a little bit of a misconception. My mm-hmm. definition of alternative is music from the '80s. Uh, the Cure, you know, Depeche Mode, those bands—they uh, were really alternative. They play, you know, what most people i guess our age consider it alternative because yeah. music from the 90s like green day and all that poor shit
0: yeah all the stuff that makes your ears bleed yeah right
1: <laughs> so uh, what are some of your personal
0: uh i think i agree with you on jeff uh, or jeff and, tom, or, uh, jeff and uh, you know the point basically yeah Tom uh, and jeff yeah Tom and jeff i also like bob yeah. and tom they're, they're, yeah bob
1: and tom they're hilarious
0: mm-hmm. mj in the morning show on um, 1077 he he does it better than anyone i, I mean as far as being you know being incorporating everything he incorporates news with some you know comedy you know with serious points and not so serious points he has a lot of awesome guests i mean mj knows what he's doing he's always been inspirational for me i love doing st- i always wanted to just, always set my car and said man i want his job you know right. yeah. i want to set and talk and you know get paid to do it i mean i'm not getting paid to do this podcast but it's something to keep me busy and it's something i enjoy so
1: yeah definitely and it's something that we would like to take on as careers at some point in time uh we have a lot of dreams or pipe dreams over here Mm -hmm. uh, and then that's you know another argument for having josh on the show and just not me doing it he brings different inspirations likes different things than myself so you don't always hear this horse's ass's opinion
0: yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) aside of that we kind of wanted to cover a little bit of recent entertaining news within the area uh i was i've been telling josh some of these stories that have been going on kind of to go on with the inspirations we had i personally had some buddies that were in a local band that's how i met them and they ended up a few of them ended up doing their own kind of podcast, and he was employed by an agency. In which, once they found out about his podcast, I'm kind of trying to talk walk it. here, yeah. But we're not going to say any
0: names.
1: Found out about the podcast, they couldn't do it anymore, and uh, some of the members of that are trying to continue it uh, and do it differently. Uh, we don't know when that's going to happen or whatever. And you could say maybe this is a little bit of a push from that they had asked me to be on that show uh before come on there and talk about some stuff promote some shows and everything some bands i personally have booked promoted a few shows here in town Mm -hmm. not necessarily anything jaw-dropping but uh we've had some decent turnouts at the shows josh has helped me do some of the shows and done some shows on his own yep uh we used to have a, a local scene here uh a place called nature's cup they had apartments up above them i used to live at josh used to live at them Mm-hmm. We were down there helping those guys as much as we could and it was all sweat off our back. You know, we didn't we didn't get, we didn't paid. get paid for it or anything. We never looked to get paid. It's it's all about the music, all about the kids, all about the Definitely. scene. I think that music can be the most healing thing ever. And not to sound like a pothead on that, but <laughs> you know, I I just it's helped me through so many hard times and that's, you know, a big reason that we've tied music into this podcast also. Hopefully, yeah, for those of you who are out there looking maybe even to deal with some problems you know kick on some music and it really does help
0: it's therapeutic it truly is i mean you can relate easily to music so uh,
1: but to bring into that we were going to try and talk about some recent news and one of these news stories has to do with who i said were my inspirations my friends who were doing the podcast also uh, a man was recently caught at this labor day picket Oh, streaking shit. through the park
0: labor labor day uh streaker yeah i, I keep yeah. hearing about this uh,
1: yeah tommy sowers was there uh out promoting his ooh. uh wanna wanna be congressional seats uh, for <laughs> missouri and i had a buddy who decided to go streaking through the park and he got busted and he <laughs> was looking at some pretty serious charges yeah. i don't
0: they, I, I think I read on the Daily Journal he uh, got resisting arrest, yeah, public indecency, right. public intoxication. Right. They dropped a few other charges that they charged him with. Now,
1: they were going to try and make him register as a sex offender if they had processed it through the state he would have had to you because he's running around with his cock out in front of a bunch of four-year-olds and stuff. <laughs> uh, so. Flapping back and forth. Right. <laughs> and this, these guys and this particular guy, I mean, this isn't something that he was thinking about going out and doing and saying, Hey, you know, I want a kid to see this. You know, you know, that's ridiculous. I think that maybe the cops realize that this is hey, this is just some drunk guy running around being goofy with his buddies. And so maybe they they took it a little light on. Her. I mean, they could have t- definitely taken well, it a lighter, but they probably, tried to say that he was resisting arrest. And once he had turned around, the guy said he was like, identified himself as a police officer. He just stopped and was like, "Hey, okay, I, you take me."
0: Yeah, exactly. No, I'm not trying to do well, anything. Well, anybody tackled you, dude. You don't just like lay yeah, there. Yeah, you don't. Know, know you if, you don't
1: ever. You don't ever know if unless somebody identifies themselves, you don't know who the hell they are. And even whenever they do, it doesn't necessarily mean jack shit.
0: Well, he, the, the place, the thing about it is, is he got arrested in Deloge, Missouri, which is an actual really small town. They have a small police department. But, uh, but they
1: are complete cocks. Yeah, they are. I mean it's the guys in high school they got picked on, so they went to the police academy mm-hmm. and now they're cops and now they're picking on everybody.
0: Not, there's a couple good guys. Yeah, with that, I but, mean, but I, we are
1: stereotyping here, but
0: yeah, generally they're all asshole. But anyway, the thing about it is, I was reading in the newspaper that uh, that Deloge got some tasered guns, and could you imagine that oh, person god, being that, tasered completely naked, right on the sack? <laughs> right on the sack. Oh god, we know that that is not enjoyable. Yeah, that would not be fun. So
1: also, no. some uh, recent news here locally: we had a gentleman drunk. Um, I believe this was this is maybe a couple months ago, but yeah. entertaining enough that we wanted to bring it up it kind of ties in with the uh goofy stuff whenever we were talking about Squidbillies earlier you know the white trash sort of thing that happens around here uh we had a gentleman inebriated on his horse come up to somebody's house in park hills and demand a pork steak <laughs> who the fuck first off hardly anybody rides horses in town unless you're around here and still it's a little unusual yeah once in a while, you'll see one hitched up outside a Steak and Shake.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> right there next to this.
0: After the races on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, that's
1: right, right? <laughs> but, uh, no, we, there was a gentleman who was inebriated, okay? You know, that's not uncommon. No, that's common. But he was on a horse. hmm And he went up to somebody's house, somebody who didn't know him, he didn't know them, you know, vice versa, whatever. And demands, and and demands of all things that a he could have a fucking pork steak.
0: Like, what mindset? Do you have to be in to ask for just a pork steak. Well, I guess it's
1: kinda like the drunk people that go into steak and shake in the middle of the night after they get out of the bar looking to get their eat on because they got that buzz yeah. hunger. Yeah. But I mean seriously, of all the places he could have went, I mean, fuck man, he could have stopped at seven eleven, you know, demanded
0: Maybe they would have gave you a taquito, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> maybe they would
1: give you a four or five hour old taquito or whatever. <laughs> maybe I that's probably fresh coming from seven eleven, so yeah. let's not sell them short here. Yeah. Yeah, certainly very entertaining and something that I think uh, is hilarious. Yeah, personally.
0: I-, I find that story pretty great. I wish we had more of those in our paper here locally.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think that uh, sometimes that they don't try to put those. Thing- I only found out about the story. They didn't put it in the paper. I had a person, a co-worker, who has a CV in her house. Oh, and, and heard she was it. sitting there all So it night. wasn't in the paper. Yeah, that kind of brings up another wild story. Is me and one of my buddies got pulled over in suspicion uh, by the cops, and this is another point to drive that their dicks around here tried to accuse us of having weed which we did not whatsoever and it was about 30 degrees outside they strip searched us right there on the sidewalk searched my car which was completely cleaned out didn't even have anything in it whatsoever i mean literally i'm a neat freak you can ask josh i keep things spick and span 24 Mm -hmm. 7 i can't stand a piece of trash sitting in my car more than a couple hours yeah but there was nothing in there i mean they easily looked over the car once i gave them permission to do so i mean i was complying from the beginning accused us of throwing some weed out, and I came back to uh, work the next day, and this woman walked up to me and was like, did you get pulled over for weed last night? And I said, how did you know that? And like, I have a CB. My daughter saw your car right outside her house. I don't even know who her daughter is, but she's coincidentally was home on the phone oh, with her at the same time. didn't also. tell your boss
0: or anything, did they?
1: Well, they, she actually tried to snitch on me and report it to my supervisor, and oh, she goes, uh, how do you know that that's real? You know, what Dude. is your evidence of this? Well, I don't know. I just... I heard it on the CB. uh, (laughs) He told me that he got pulled over and she said, did he say for what it was for? And I didn't tell her what it was for. But yeah, anyways, it's just word drama. I don't really want to get into that. Anyways, uh, other somewhat entertaining news. Uh, Obviously, there's this movement called the Tea Party that's going on. Uh, Anybody who knows about it and has a somewhat of a decent mind on their shoulders i am
0: hearing about it, but I, yeah,
1: I try to keep an open mind towards everything. I can understand if you have conservative morals, this and that, but uh the Tea Party is certainly something, and this could be an entire segment and political discussion that we could have on this show. I think is some a movement that is just not right whatsoever you you can get on YouTube and see these rallies of these people they're making you know desecrating handicapped people that you know are there on the side just being totally rude to them uh i think this one guy specifically had schizophrenia uh or alzheimer's one of the two was really old sitting on the side of the uh road outside the Capitol, and they were having a rally and was just kind of panhandling but it wasn't the uncomfortable kind that you get Mm -hmm. whenever you go up to the del mar loop in st louis or something yeah you know like meth head just coming right up in your face and asking for money yeah you know because they seen you walk right out of the Krispy Kreme or something, because they think you just have all this disposable income. No, yeah. but um, but now these uh, this guy was just you know, I think he was asking to go to the doctor. I, I can't remember specifically from the video. It's been a while since I have seen it, but it wasn't he wasn't forcing anything on anybody. It wasn't making it uncomfortable for anybody. And these people were just getting up in his face, yelling at him, spitting on him. Yeah, that ain't cool. Putting like. Just flaunting money in front of his face, you know, that, that isn't cool. Anyways, they recently had one of these tea party rallies here in town. Um, and they I had one of,
0: in St. Louis, didn't they? The oh, goal? they've had
1: one in St. Louis just a couple weeks ago, yeah, at the Arch. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had one here in town right around the 4th of July, too. Oh, man. Well, what I find ironic about this, I was working at the time, otherwise I personally would have went down there and... Um, not saying, not to say that I was going to do anything illegal, but I was definitely going to question these people's motives, but 90% of these people are just uneducated backwoods. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that they're literally from the back of the woods, but you know, just that mentality. Yeah. But a lot of these people are just, just misconstrued. Um, they are probably being told by, and this is another thing we can get into religion, but probably being told by some pastor at a church that, you know, that it's it's this way. Yeah. And everybody knows that everybody always, every specific person always has motives. Well, all of these
0: people, they just join these groups just to be a part of a group. They don't even know what yeah. it's about. And that like, is
1: something common in this area also. Uh, just because my uncle told me so, uh, you know, it's gospel. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, somebody at my exactly. church told me so, it's it's so. Yeah. But anyways, uh, coincidentally, after the Tea Party rally, they had a KKK rally. <laughs> Again, this is reverting right back to the early Kylers of this area. And uh, they had a a KKK rally. Oh, man. But the police actually took the initiative to, because they were having it in a state park. Yeah. So they could technically classify that as the state promoting a group. So it was kind of a separation thing there. Uh, So the police showed up there and told them, like, hey, this is for your safety. You know, was trying to be as polite as they could about it. And, you know, you guys really, you can't have this rally here. You know, this is a state area. Mm -hmm. Um, This would be us promoting a certain group, and this is unconstitutional, and it's illegal. We cannot do this. Yeah. You know, so uh, that one defused. I don't know if they actually were there for a couple minutes or, you know, I don't really know the specifics. Yeah. But they certainly had the KKK rally, saw signs for it, uh, and I had heard through the grapevine. Uh, what happened with the police. So these are kind of a taste of the news stories that you'll be uh, hearing from us. It's not necessarily groundbreaking national news or media.
0: Well, I mean, it could be, but I mean, it's just general news. Yeah, just things that we kind of would think that you would find out.
2: Episode one of our new podcast. Hey, this is the announcement. DJ, we've been working on this one over a month. Yeah, we've just been kind of scheming up to it, I think. And we haven't had a whole lot of time, all the other stuff we're doing. But this is the Rising Tide. The Rising Tide raids, raises all ships, right? Right. And uh, we have a special guest here in the house. We got Barrett from ATI Podcast. Hey, hey, hey. How's How y'all doing, hey, hey, man? Good, man. You're well, busy
1: over there. Thank you. Yes, sir. Sure am. Glad to see it. We, uh, we've we been doing really really well. About 10 episodes in now. We just uh, released one Today. That I was really excited about in particular. Uh, we had Storm Ruler on. Yep. Those guys are on uh, Napalm Records now, so they're getting ready to go out on a North American tours. So I had a chance to talk to uh, Jason from Storm Ruler. Did our first live stream last night over Twitch and then mixed it down and everything today and, and posted it up, so... Available
3: everywhere. That's what's up.
2: We're going to run some promos on that. The first commercial break, we're going to talk about it all through this. So you guys definitely have to check that out. ATI podcast available on a lot of stuff, right? Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. He's on everything. So Barrett, I would say me and your stories are somewhat similar, especially like when we're talking about the podcast thing. Right, for sure. Because the funny thing is, is Ten years ago, yeah. I think, we both had different podcasts that were fans of each other and supported each other. Right. And then I don't know what, what happened to you, you guys and when you fell off or whatever. Right. But our podcast, you know, just kind of burnt out, I guess, a little bit. We had a lot of Pretty fun simply. with it. Yeah. But uh, then there was a, you know, 10 years break in between. Right. And we recently just started started it up back in just podcasting in general. And you guys did the same thing.
1: Yeah, we sure did. And we had been talking about it. We teased it here and there with each other. And it was just, uh, I had a kind of a creative void in my life right now. And I've always got to be doing something creatively, putting myself out there, expressing myself, or at least helping other people to have a platform. You know, any of that type of stuff is always in my wheelhouse. So... I wasn't playing music right now. I reached out to my buddy who used to do the podcast with. He was interested in doing it and just everything kind of came together. So,
3: was this during COVID times?
1: Yeah. So, we kind of started talking about doing it in the COVID times. We didn't actually start it till the beginning of this year. You know, we just wanted to be, we wanted to take a very adult approach with it this time. You know, right. back in the day, we were in our early 20s. Right. And, you know, we were, it was kind of juvenile in some senses, but it was a good time. Right. You know?
2: I've mentioned this on other podcasts. If you would think of a world without, without very many podcasts, 10 years ago was like that. Exactly. You know, it's sort of, it's calm. It's in the household. Now, you know, everybody knows what a podcast is now, but back then you really didn't, especially any local ones. And I don't know of many other than ours and yours that
3: was local at the time. No, not in the area. Well, you kind of just had a guy on Z1077. That was talking until every hit came on, and yeah. I was listening to The Breakfast Club when you can get past the Festus lines and turn on uh, 104.1. Yeah, but that was radio, and, and you know, podcasts, and radio you have to listen to live for, for the most sure. part, you know. But that's that's how it was, you know, a few years ago, and, you know, yeah. you guys were talking different, you guys were already podcasting, and I was already, I was like 15, you know, at the time, so I was listening to the radio more and right. just hearing what everyone right. was saying and stuff, so taking it in. And I am a fan
2: of radio. As much as I love music, I love talk. Right, right. I am entertained by talk. I enjoy a good book. We were talking before we went on air. We were talking about a couple of good books, but even audio books for me is like I, right. I love something that stimulates my mind in the talk. As much as I like the creative stuff, the music heavily, yeah. heavily yeah. a music fan. I know all three of us are for sure. Just hearing right.
3: somebody talk and trying to elevate your thinking and, and entertain, you know. And that's you know that's why I'm, I talk about Joe so much. That's why I'm so appreciative of Joe. Like. And that's why I started my podcast, for a lot of reasons, because, you know, Joe and them, they can laugh and all that. And, you know, they have their takes on stuff and might agree, might disagree. But there's not one episode you're not leaving with really thinking about something and, right. you know, elaborating to friends on and stuff. And that's why I wanted to have the podcast more and just elaborate on conversation, true feels and, you know, how stuff comes about and just talk about it more. Because you get people in your own setting, you can go anywhere, just like with you. And um, what was your buddy's name? The one you had the in the Wellness Investors pod, that was great. Oh ben. oh, ben. Ben, that was awesome, you know, just getting on your own setting, him coming in your setting, but telling you guys are great friends and just very homey setting, you know, and just getting to get to you. And that's why I love pods. So it's just that conversation setting in life, like anyone you talk to and run into, like if it's not evolving conversation, I'm just not trying to be about it. I'm not about drunk bar talk. All oh, people are like, Oh, you know, let me come yeah. on the pod. Like, no, talk talk to me when you're sober and really come on and you we can have that back. conversation. So Absolutely. I'm just that kind of guy.
2: Here in a little bit, we are going to talk about some, maybe some personal influence of podcasting, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think Joe probably might show up on all three of our lists. I'm not sure. sure. But, uh, uh, I mean, definitely he, when you think podcasting now it's in everyday vernacular people are, people know what it is. Your, your, your grandparent might know what it is or whatever. But even 10 years ago, I right. felt like, I felt like we were some of the first around here in, in uh. Even then, you know, we supported each other exactly. And when we're talking about the Rising Tide podcast, we're going to support other podcasts, and hopefully, they do the same. We're just trying to build a team
3: of creative individuals for sure. What was what was the moment you two guys when did you guys know you wanted to do the podcast?
1: Uh, like I mean, a podcast, the old
3: one, or yeah, whatever you guys started.
1: The initial one for me was so was kind of becoming a fad. Those people who had like sports talk shows and stuff, Mm -hmm. they would break off and actually have, let's say a 30 minute pod where they would discuss, you know, something that wasn't on the show specifically. So like there was like a PTI edition, pardon the interruption of podcasts, Rich Eisen. Right. So that was kind of like the sports stuff that opened up the door to me. But then I realized, oh, there's bands and there's labels doing this and, and so on and so forth. So I was like, Hey, I could, you know, have a podcast and talk about these things. But I, I'd never really had anybody like I trusted to go on that journey with at the time. So I started a blog, actually. And blogs were kind of a thing in the late 2000s, you know. Well, you, you so know. you
3: were typing. Yeah. Got you.
1: Yeah. So I started, a you know, a traditional blog spot. And honestly, that kind of became more time consuming than having a podcast. And then about that time, Chad actually started up their podcast, the Chris Sable Power Hour. And I was like, you know, these guys can do it. I'm sure that we can figure it out as well. And it kind of inspired me to get on, you know, getting together a podcast.
3: I'm sure you saw the round table with us like yep. how we were starting that like that's why I was telling Chad and him and you know me and Chad had our pod and when he hopped on and I think it was like just a couple of days later I think we just kind of got that vibe like you know we just want to keep we ain't gonna have one podcast you know but like I told Chad like we just always gotta be guns blazing like right, and like you know just and Chad's very good about it like you know he has kids and stuff that I don't have, so he's good about you know finding the balance and stuff. But when it comes to the podcast and stuff, am I puts it all? You are. <laughs> it huh? doesn't feel like it. But what do you mean? <laughs> uh, just I just feel like we're to do everything there. I want to do for sure. I mean, you're a dad though, sure. you know, so we're all getting there. And the matter of balancing things out, I, I get, definitely get where you're coming from, and just taking different aspect and adult approach on things. So where'd you start, Chad? Like the very beginning, like 10 yeah, years cri- ago? Like Chris Sabo, yeah. We're- so um,
2: I did enjoy some podcasts. I think Corolla was around back then. Yeah, he was. Uh, I've heard of the- One of the things I really enjoyed and just a comedic influence on me since I was a teenager is Tom Green. Do you know yeah. Tom Green yeah. with uh, Freddie Got Fingered and Absolutely. Road Trip? He eats the mice or whatever yeah. on Road Trip. You don't know Tom Green? Damn. The skinny
3: dude? Yeah? yeah? Yeah. And he's with the, the big old black girl? Maybe. That sounds like He's you know? like skinny, long nose. I don't know. I'm gonna send you some time. All right.
2: All right. So, no, you're thinking Pete Davidson. I <laughs> <laughs> think. But, but Tom Green was doing, I think it was called like the podcast hole or something. Him and Kevin Smith, I think we on each other's or whatever. Uh, so that was kind of sort of my first introduction was Corolla, I'm sure doing podcasts. And yeah. um, we had a, we have a buddy who's funny as can be. Yeah, that's
3: him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know him.
2: We have a buddy that's funny as can be, and we were drunk one night and going home. And we're like, "Man, you should be do stand up comedy. You're so funny. Why don't you do stand up comedy?" And he's like, "All right, I'm going to do it." Well, never did it. Chuck, right? Chuck. Yeah. I'm like, "Man, we got to get that creative. We got to get people need to know you. All our buddies know that he's hilarious, but if you're not really around him or you don't run into him, people don't know." I'm like, "Man, we should yeah. just start a podcast." The other guy that we had, Dwayne, who's right. still a part of a lot of what we do, had a radio background and. And between those two, I was like, I'll just sit in the background and not do nothing and let these guys make the money or whatever. Right. There was no money. But that was sort of the idea is we wanted to kind of uh, get Chuck's comedy career going right. or at least <laughs> doing some right. sets. And then it just turned into fun. Right. Uh, we had fun. And what they didn't have, I kind of had is I could, you know, get them on schedule and get them right. somewhat serious and do segments and topics and stuff. And what they could do, I couldn't do so. Yeah, you know, we just started having fun and people started liking it. It's first our friends and then it kind of expanded to some other people liking it, which was even cooler. And then from there, we just had fun.
3: It's crazy. We all had like that, that first kind of like team aspect or like, but trial of a podcast. Right. That second try, we figured out like we got where we going within our podcast and as a team now. So it's dope to see. Right. Yeah. And, again, I'm a team guy, so I like to see everybody succeed. I'm kind of like you, Barrett, is that
2: for a lot of years, and I think it especially has to do with fatherhood, which we're both fathers. Yeah. DJ's
3: not yet that we know of, right? Like, no, I ain't no dad. I thought he's aware <laughs> of. No, right? no, don't wish that on me. <laughs> you know, blessings, but I ain't trying to be no dad, too. So I got a lot to see. But I definitely had a creative element
2: I've, for a long time, and I sort of didn't even realize that vo- I had that void in my life and how important it really is yeah, to me and absolutely. even my own mental state. Exactly. I, I need to have that creative outlet. Yeah. So that's kind of what started all this up back again. Was there a little bit of void? I'm like, man, let's sure. let's do something. And then we got a spot that's pretty killer. So I was like, let's do something. We start doing
3: it. Yeah, because there's not are. much to do around here. And this like takes like it kills that downtime. For sure. sure.
1: And the mental health aspect of it, too, is huge. For yes, me. me, too. It really is. You know, I have to have that serotonin dump and uh, my wife and kids. That's wonderful. But that's a different part of me as well. You know, it's like all the pieces of the pie make the whole and I've got to channel my energy sometimes into like positive things specifically and not negative things. So kind of the podcast is, you know, the outlet for that often. When I played music, I played aggressive, heavy music for the most part, you know, so that was kind of like channeling some anxieties
2: and anger in in that way. So, you know, you're kind of wearing multiple hats. Absolutely. And I feel like I feel like mental health comes up on a lot. You know, we run several different podcasts with several different themes and topics. Mental health comes up a lot and it's something that we're advocates for and passionate about. So, you know, I'm glad that we get to mention that as this is a part
3: of that creative outlet. Yeah. I think I can piggyback off what you just said there because you know I'm not a dad, so as I get a lot of alone time in my apartment and stuff and within myself and you know just I get a lot of to do a lot of things within myself, I have them i have I talk to myself a lot and you know the the mental aspects so when I have a podcast, I kind of make sure that I swing a mental health a few mental health questions in with my guests, so I'm always getting something different from a different face you know but- and no one answers the same ever. Like, so I love, like, I just love that aspect of how, like, the world is collectively different.
2: Yeah. And it's weird when you have different people in, everybody's perspective is different. Mm -hmm. But in a way, it's like everybody's story story is interesting and we're all tied together. I don't know. It's all aligned.
3: Like, you know what I mean? Everyone you're communicating with and bringing in to your own world within your own guys, you know, with guests in the podcast and all that, like, it's all aligned to, like, the right things in life. So I just feel like I'm glad we're here with the rising tide for sure. This is episode one of the Rising Tide.
2: We're off to a good start. I feel like. Yeah. What's our slogan? Our slogan (laughs) is uh, we're going to ride those tides. I don't know. (laughs) We do have a logo. Catch a wave, bruh. We do have a a logo. Thanks to Barrett for that. Yeah, sure. Did you draw them?
1: No, uh, I do some digital rendering of. I usually find other people's base work to inspire me, and then I just kind of put my own spin on it. Usually. So it's it's yours, right? It it is not mine, technically, but yes, it is mine. I get what you're saying. (laughs) It is, but it isn't. How's that sound? It's ours. (laughs) It's ours. Wink,
2: wink. We don't need any more legal trouble, (laughs) copyright issues. Uh, This is The Rising Tide. This is episode one. This episode, like others, brought to you by Liquid Death, and we're going to hear ATI podcast promo right now, and it's going to promo your show and and tell the listeners, if you haven't heard it before, a little bit about what you and Josh do. Yes, sir. And when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about what we're doing here and uh, kind of get into why we
3: do this. You know, we've sort of mentioned it already, but a little bit deeper dive in it. And if you want the liquid death, hit the link below. Quit messaging me. Just hit the link. It's that easy. If you're listening and you see me on the stories drinking the liquid death, just scroll down, hit a like, subscribe, share, and go ahead and get the liquid death where are at it. You murder keep-
1: your thirst, man. You yeah. got to murder that thirst.
2: Murder your thirst. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll be back after this. This is Barrett from the ATI
1: Podcast. Each week, Josh and I discuss current events, pop culture, music, TV, movies, politics, sports. Nothing is out of bounds. You can also tune in to learn about rising artists, small businesses. Whether it's music, graphic design, filmmaking, or even a brick-and-mortar mom-and-pop shop, we'll be spotlighting folks and their endeavors. Listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Anchor, or anywhere you enjoy your podcasts. Just search ATI Podcast. We would like to thank you for your continued support, and as always, please stay safe out there.
2: Welcome to episode one of our new podcast. So can we talk about Joe for a minute? Yeah, for sure. I figured Joe would probably get brought up in this. So Joe is an influence on me for sure. And I actually like him more as a UFC commentator and all yes. his UFC stuff right. than I do as a podcaster. But I love a lot of the ideas about Joe. One, he's free form, which right. he just turns the mic on right. and they go. And I'm sure that's difficult. And I like that he's not scared to have people on the that people really don't know about, you right. know, like these obscure people that you learn about, you know, when they come on the air and talk about anything. So there's aspects to his show that I love. Now, for me, he's a little douchey sometimes. Absolutely. And I have to kind of tune some of that out. He sure. comes off as a know-it-all all the time, you know, mm-hmm. but, but I, in the same regard, I do think he's smart and I respect I respect his thirst for knowledge, it seems like. Right. So, yeah. So as much as Joe is an influence, I do. there's some things that I, I don't love about what he does.
3: Um, what do you love about Joe?
2: What I do like about him is he will talk to anybody. So
1: you kind of started with that point. So I'll give some examples. So whenever Andrew Yang was running for president, he was a really obscure, low level person in the Democratic running of the party. But he gave him just as much time as anybody else right. on his show. And then within weeks after that, he had Josh Hame for Queens of the Stone Age and Caius on his show. You know, so that just kind of tells you the variety right there. And then perhaps he would talk to Maynard the next week, you know, right. from Tool and so on and so forth. Or he talked to he'd bring in a U. UFC fighter, He bring in one of his comedy buddies. He's had Chappelle on there several times. So I like that aspect where he just brings people from all walks of life into his show and have a discussion. We try to do that on our show. So I'd say that that's my biggest and most major influence from Rogan in particular.
3: For sure. I would say my my love of Joe is like my first eyes on Joe was Fear Factor, you know? Yeah. He was skinny, his yeah. hairline was being and all that. That was the first time I saw him. And you know, just growing through life is just a lot of deja vu and I was seeing him, and when I started watching UFC, you know, my buddy G-Hop, you know, I was just hearing his voice, and he was always watching Joe Rogan, and I wasn't even putting two and two together, you know. I kept hearing that voice, I was like, and I just asked him one day, I was like, hey, is that guy, I was like, is that guy on the UFC, is this his podcast? He was like, yeah, man, you didn't know that? I was like, like that's crazy, he does like that much, you know. And what he was talking about on his pod would make him just, you know, the things he believes in and intakes and all his self-practices and all that. And I just you know, being a young black man in a, you know, an area like this, I had a lot of, I feel like I could relate to that, you know, an, an eye on you and just not, not even giving a fuck, but just doing you no matter what the stipulations are. And just when you do that, like people just respect you more, you know, cause you never change. And I've always, I've always seen that about Joe, like no matter what it is, he's just, he's stayed him and, you know, even being, he might know it all and all that, you know, we might not know it all in that sure. aspect of some conversations, but I just always respected his same take on things and just his walk of life. He's never he's never really changed I me. Mean, his grind is a hundred. He's got a grind. Yeah, yeah. You got yeah. to give him that. He's got over like four thousand podcasts. He puts them out, man, for three hours. He talks to everybody. Yeah. How do you even do that? <laughs>
2: yeah, I, I don't understand it. That I don't know, and I respect the hell out of him yeah. for that. Yes, uh, just a little bit that we do. Man, I, I couldn't imagine how much content and how many hours he's had behind a mic. And, and to, yeah. to be able to keep it ref, refreshing and, and fresh would be difficult.
1: And you have to think he has to keep that kind of compartmentalized in the sense that he's also a stand-up. So he doesn't want to burn his material on a show. You know, I haven't like, seen
3: him as a
2: point. That's a
1: lot of mic time.
3: I haven't seen him as a stand-up to where like, and I can't judge him, but I I love him so much on the pod. I, I don't want to see him as a comedian because I might think yeah. he's corny. I'm not a huge fan of his stand up. I like, you know, some of the people he's surrounded himself with. That's you probably know, like where he tries to get that sh- on. That's probably where he tries to get that shit off he can't say on the podcast.
2: Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, he he has podcasting, UFC and stand up. Right. That's a lot to juggle, I'm sure. Yeah. And, and I, I, I,
1: I don't recall all the timelines, but of course he, you mentioned earlier, he had like fear factor. He's done other stuff too mm-hmm. that he's been beholden to. So that's, and then even when he started out in UFC, he was kind of more of a ringside commentator or an interviewer. And yep. then now he's done the commentary. So that, that time behind the mic is also lengthened in those projects that he's been involved in over time.
3: You were talking about Theo Vaughn. I love him too. Cause his, his, some of his visual works on YouTube is like how I try to not try to get, but like, just like that's creative, like his colors and his art and just his conversations, too. I, why why is he not with Brendan Schaub no more? I'm not sure. Yeah, they were great together as a podcast. And that's where I started. So Theo Vaughn is so damn funny. Dude, he is
2: like, <laughs> so yeah. quick. I like that he talks about his mental health and like yes. struggles on there, too. He's really transparent. It seems like he entertains me, man. And I could watch him talk about a little bit of everything, whatever it is. I'm
1: feels great. So yeah, I was surprised good, good. to see him pop up on Bill Maher. Uh, I think it was last season. Okay. On, see that. on his show Real Talk. Yeah, he was one Always. of his one of his guest uh commentators whenever he brings on guests and stuff. I was kind of aware of him. I'd seen some of his bits and stuff before, but I didn't realize, you know, until recently that he had his own show as well. But that's another interesting interesting thing is there's so many comedians that have their own podcasts now too. And they have different avenues at which they kind of approach things. Like, I'm a Bill a Bill Burr, Burr guy. Oh, yeah. I'm really into Bill Burr. Oh, yeah. And uh, Mark Marin as yeah. well. So yeah. Mark Maron's podcast is one of the best ones out there, I believe, as well. Yeah. And he's always talking about his mental health,
2: yeah. too. I think the more the guys sit around the table and have these conversations about mental health, the more it's going to be more acceptable in society to say, yeah. hey, we're not tough badasses all the time. We right. need some help. And it's a it's a realization that we have to come come to, too, you know, at least me, I can't talk for you guys, that I I want to just carry the weight of the world on my shoulder, dude, that doesn't work, that's not a healthy way to live your life, you're you're destined for failure, so anytime mental health comes up on this, or any of the podcasts I'm involved in, I always cheer in a way, because I'm an advocate for that, so, I love the guys that are transparent enough to talk about, because I
3: think it can help people. Well, it's just relieving, like, like me and Vivek talked about on my pod, like, Vivek's in the house, by the way, Antoine, Hey. we're too old and, you know, life's too short and all that to be bottling things up. We gotta talk more and check in, like Matt was saying earlier about uh I keep forgetting your Ben. You know, oh, like yeah. you were saying about Ben, we just gotta check in more on the aspect of Hold me check. Every
2: day, you know. If you haven't heard it, what DJ is talking about is a podcast that we did with the wellness investors with a good friend of mine, Ben Leffridge, and he talks about his sobriety. He talks about his struggle and he talks about his sobriety. And uh, if you haven't heard that yet, we'll attach that video at the end of this one, because I think it's an important message. It's also my favorite thing that I've done so far since we've probably ever
3: since we've been doing the podcast thing. If you guys struggle with that with anybody, it's just great to go listen to that. So
2: and I think so there's some things that I really am not interested in talking about on mic. I am a big politic guy. Yeah, I, I. Right, but it's not really something I'm going to get into. Not for any other reason than, than I just don't want to. I don't think you know. Now sure. that I'm afraid to piss anybody off or make anybody mad, it's just not what I'm into. At least enough to share with people. You guys do though, right? Yeah, we do. We pretty frequently uh, we try to do current events.
1: Uh, not necessarily every episode, but especially if there's a void in time, perhaps you know. Current events is always good material to pick from. Sure. Whether it's you just want to do kind of a passerby bullet points on something, like we did a sports segment a while back where we just kind of hit on NFL free agency, that sort of stuff. But we went long form, you know, if there's an interesting thing going on. So right as soon as the war with Russia and Ukraine kicked off, you know, we were really trying to look for like reasons beyond. So there was a lot of information getting shared about all the natural resources that came out of Ukraine in particular. So we did a deep dive on that. We did uh, commentary on State of the Union and things of that nature because... We we want to bring a perspective to I feel like there's a lot of people out there that don't know or realize that they're not a cookie cutter Democrat or Republican. You know, they have views outside of those national agendas. And I, I don't think that it's good to be a yes man to vote straight ticket regardless of what your political beliefs are or affiliations in, in that regard. You should always be choosing the right person for the for the job, if you will. So we try to address it from a literal standpoint, topically, you know, who's who's doing a good job, who's not doing a good job. But then we also kind of reveal what our motivations are politically at times as well. But it's not the main focus. But we're political guys. We like to infuse it.
2: And I've listened to your stuff. I think I definitely heard the January 6th piece. Yeah. And I think what I took away from it more than anything is you guys commentating on the response to other people's reaction to politics less than the politics itself sort of right. the sociology of yes of everything uh, which i really enjoyed and like i said just because we don't talk about it here i like that you guys are doing that because you're covering an area that we, we might not so i want to promote that uh well, we're going to have another guy on danny king is doing one he's doing a movie podcast yeah. dj watches a lot of movies but i have three kids so i don't watch as many as i She's would like, like yeah. but they're covering an area that i'm i like movies but i, I wouldn't is, say it's my this? first passion
3: when is this? What are you
2: talking about? Danny King. Danny King's going to come on Rising Tide. Oh, bet. All right. He has a yeah. podcast out of Bon Terre. Okay, cool. Yeah, he yeah. does have a Birdman, I think, right? It's about movies? I listen to that occasionally, Brandon. Yeah, wow. and we're gonna uh, we're gonna attach Danny's podcast, uh, two movies podcast, to our our next commercial break, so you can get some more information on it. But they watch a, I think, a shitty movie, and he he's invited me to come on, and I've already picked out the movies I'm pretty stoked about. Hell yeah, I'm not telling you. <laughs> uh, but they watch one shitty movie and one I think popular or good reviewed movie, right, I guess, right. and sort of compare the true. And usually there's a there's a, a theme there, you know, sports movies right. or
1: whatever. Like he did like is. Captain America and Toxic Avenger. Uh, on on one occasion, it it, it is pretty hilarious. Or he, he'll do two horror movies, or whatever the case is.
3: See, I'm not. I don't have the time to watch a bad movie. I feel like that's just wasted life.
1: I'm starting to get that way for sure. Like <laughs> I get, I almost get pissed off after I watch a bad movie. Like why I just wasted 90 minutes of my life.
2: Yes. I 100% agree with that. I value my time, yeah, man. You know, exactly. one way or the yeah. other. I want
3: everything I got, to be fire. I've gotten <laughs> way more elitist with
1: my movies. Like, I almost stick to directors or genres. Like, I'm, like, A24 puts out fantastic and, movies.
3: Yes. Cohen Brothers, like, old, old school, you know, all yeah. that stuff.
1: And I'm, I'm, like, really into, like, Jordan Peele's one of my favorite directors. Robert Eggers. Uh, you know, uh, Midsummer, Ari Aster, that's one of the best movies I've seen in forever, Hereditary. So, like, you know, again, it kind of goes in that creative thing. Like, you know, if I had the time, I'd like to be a filmmaker, too. But, you yeah. know, it's like you have to kind of pick your lane with things you're familiar with.
3: It's so crazy how the I feel like the movie day has, like, flipped the script. Like, like the Matrix was way before it's time. OK, so. You get all these movies like back in the day, Lord of the Rings, you know, the Avengers where it started at Iron Man one. Like that was fire. You know, it. I just feel like the camera work back then was not great. The storyline was so fire. Now we got the fire camera and like half the good story. I just feel like it's all backwards. You know, we just don't have all the movies that were great back then. There's not a lot of great movies like that today. I definitely feel like it's watered down, but I don't
2: watch as much as you guys probably do. It feels like I don't see as many good things that often as I used yeah. to. Well, and maybe and maybe it's because I'm not I don't have enough data points, you know, cuz I don't watch a whole lot of movies, sure. but it doesn't it doesn't seem like you get the same content anyway to me.
1: The movie piece actually kind of ties back in with podcasts too in the sense that as technology is advanced, like things like oversaturation in the market, for example, so like you can see any movie anytime you want at any point in the day for any length of time that you are able to watch a movie nowadays.
2: Same with music. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Music too. So the streaming services that are out now, you know, uh, advances in technology, like I mentioned, like, you know, you can have a MacBook and you can do literally everything on your MacBook nowadays. You know, you can put a beat together and you can rap and you can upload it. And, you know, somebody like Post Malone, for example, like he did everything essentially on his own and got famous off of a SoundCloud. SoundCloud,
2: baby. Yeah.
1: And and that's even kind of like outdated nowadays. You know, people don't really use that anymore, but... You know, again, these advancements in technologies have have affect every field um, and podcasts in particular.
2: I feel like COVID sped us up five years because then you get the more work from homes. Right. We don't have to be everywhere present in the moment anymore because we can be present remotely. But a lot of those things, the creativity we had, Andrew Ryan on, who's from Deloge, old school Deloge, and he tours and and plays music. And, uh, you know, he goes and records bands and, and artists like at their place and then ship you know he'll need a fiddle part or whatever, and he'll ship files back and forth. It's just the technology has, has right. sped everything up, yeah. Um, and I, I'm on board, man. You know, I'm an old, old, I feel like an old grandpa at this point, yeah. But I appreciate technology and that people like Elon Musk exist and they're trying to advance us. As we humans. need them,
1: yeah, for sure. We need them. I mean, it's gotten so much easier nowadays, obviously, too. You know, you and I share stuff back and forth, Chad. Uh, Very very often and very easily. Yes. You know, no issue. And even if there's like a a marginal issue, like I'll let you know in like five, 10 minutes, it's resolved and, you know, we're we're sharing stuff back and forth. And uh, I know back in the day, I was going to ask you about influences because the old Chris Sabo show. To me, it always had an element of Howard Stern to it. Oh, yeah. You know, it's kind of the jocularity that took place uh, there, you know. And I was always a huge Howard Stern fan. My dad raised me on Howard Stern in the 90s. We would listen to the radio show whenever he went to XM. He bought a subscription. We had it, you know, we listened to Howard for 15 years probably at least. And I felt like your show kind of was inspired by it, maybe not indirectly, but it definitely played out like that. And that's why I always enjoyed your show back in the day. And that was always, you know, talk radio. Obviously, in our time, there wasn't podcasts way back when as well. But talk radio, obviously, has kind of transformed over into the podcast business as well. So I'd say Howard's an influence for me, even though, uh, you know, I don't have the whack pack on my show or anything <laughs> like that.
2: Not only was it inspired by, but on my part, and Dwayne just stepped into the old podcast Chris Sable, Power Hour host over there. Yeah, my old buddy. Yeah. Uh, No reason
3: why. That's what really brought the (laughs) fans (laughs) in.
2: Which he did have a radio background, but you bring Howard Stern up, man. And, you know, it's sort of my idea. And I I talked to one of the, it might have been Chuck. I was like, hey, you want to start a podcast? And he goes, what the fuck's a podcast? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I go, I don't know, but let's try it. (laughs) But it was that. It was because we wanted to do a, a comedy thing with Chuck, but it was Not only inspired by Howard Stern, I mean, we ripped complete bits off just because me, you know, I think we all were, but like me and Chuck for many years were obsessed with Howard. As soon as we're in the St. Louis area, as soon as he came to, and even before that, because he had the E show, the late at night E show where you'd see a girl in a bikini or something. Yeah. Yeah. From the moment he came on my radar and still am a fan-ish, not as as dedicated as I used to be, but definitely inspired
3: by Howard Stern. Any last influences before we get to a break? Um, I was really inspired by the Breakfast Club, man. They yeah. just had a lot on me. Like Charlamagne the God, just being real, and, you know, being funny and knowing when he's wrong. I just, I love the Breakfast Club. My dad was just turning it on every morning and I didn't even know what I was listening to, but it was funny. And they, yeah. when they had them random callers call in, that is the best, you know. What's up, Man the God? All <laughs> that. I, love, I just love that stuff, you know. You know? The other day. Yeah. Just, oh, donkey! Yeah, donkey of the day yeah. now is the greatest. So <laughs> he just has a random takes, and Breakfast Club is great to me. To me, it's the interaction between the definitely the
2: two and sometimes three and sometimes four sure you know who they have on is a lot of what what interests me but the interaction and the sort of definitely different um mindsets and personalities between those two yes and they have a female too so it's dope there's a
1: couple other ones i think chad you're probably even i mean again this wasn't exactly a podcast but he has a podcast now john stewart so kind of like the yeah. political satire people, as well as a huge influence on me, I feel like. But John's got his own show now as well.
2: David Letterman for me, you know, yes, TV. Absolutely. I was a huge David Letterman. I cried when he. Me too. I cried when he left, and it just he was huge for me as an interviewer, and and in yeah. his humor, you know, was yeah. dry, and sometimes you didn't know if you were a part of the joke or the joke, or exactly. laughing at the joke. His Netflix show is phenomenal as well. Really, good. and where where I have kind of fell off with Howard. Howard had this man like five or six year run for me anyway, where he was just absolutely on fire. Yeah. And his radio show was too. A lot of people complain about it now. And and I do too, where he's kind of at now, but he's 60 years old. He can't still be doing some of the stuff they used to do. Yeah. So he's matured, but his interviews are still spot on. Anytime he has somebody on, he knows when to talk, when not, when to push, when not to. He's just a master at that.
1: Yeah. He would be my top person as far if I was to choose anybody to interview anyone to probably be Howard Stern I always enjoy his uh he had a very fascinating interview with uh, Hillary Clinton because he actually humanized her (laughs) and she doesn't usually come off very human
2: I listened to that and I feel the same way she came off very likable yeah where the
1: hell is this you know whenever you're running for president
2: (laughs) she should have went on there and he, he extended the invite Right for her to come on and say hey but I don't know I think she thought it. she felt intimidated by it too and maybe that yeah and she she felt
1: intimidated by being on the show she said that on that podcast as well
2: Um, Dan Rather is another one I know we're getting a little old school here but Dan Rather always somebody I idolize you know that the interview art form and and the um, you know just and I know media and news has turned into something complete. you know, it's kind of turned into something, but he was a traditional, you know, newsman, what I consider a newsman. So as far as interviews go, I think he's up there too for me.
1: Well, here's another curveball for interviews too. James Lipton inside the oh, Actors yeah. studio. Like yeah. it was wild how randomly fascinating he could be with guests. Like his Chappelle one is amazing. His episode was Chappelle. So yeah, like I always enjoyed, I think it was on the Bravo channel back oh, in the day.
2: There were times you didn't know if James Lipton was like breathing. Like, he yeah, just, I know. Just so like just Stoic. sitting there. Yeah. Like, yeah.
3: Like I thought he was like dead, like somebody embalmed him or something. Like <laughs> you guys uh, familiar with Narwhart? Narwhart's probably like, he's another big influence. How when he'd get with the big artists, like he would know all this stuff and all that. If I was going to interview like someone that big, I would probably have to know all my stuff too. So Narwhart was just really smart and he made me, he was funny too
2: himself. And for some of the music stuff that I'm involved in, with the podcast stuff, they've been asked the same question a hundred times. Who are you listening to? Or who, who's your inspiration? You know, I do like that element of it is try to, try to let the, uh, who you're interviewing know that, Hey, I know what's going on. Like I'm aware of you. I'm not just asking you the same, you right, know, run down my list of the same questions. Right,
1: what year were you born? When did you graduate high school? Do do you know do 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 do.
2: <laughs> but seeing him and seeing their responses, like, how hey, do you know my high school band name was this and this and this?
3: <laughs> yeah. They're really freaked out. Well, yeah, it's just funny. Uh,
2: Sean Evans is like that with hot
1: ones. I don't know if you ever watched. Oh hot yeah, ones. that's great. Yeah. Hot
3: ones is
2: awesome.
1: Almost every person he ever interviews is like, this is like one of the best interviews I've ever had. Yeah. If not, a lot of people
2: say that when they're on Howard too. They'll close out and you know be kind of be doing their goodbyes or whatever and. And they'll mention that. So, okay, those are our influences. When we come back, we're getting into the nitty gritty. Welcome back to the first episode of Rising Tide Podcast. Is it hard to run and start a podcast? Yes, no. Yes
3: and no. Yeah, yes and no. It depends on your agenda. Yeah, I was really. going to say it depends on your drive.
1: What are you What are you trying to achieve with your podcast? Are you, is this just something that you're fleshing out, you know, just to, just to have something to do? Or do you want people to hear it? Uh, how do you want people to hear it? Do you want a visual component? Do you not? So there's a lot of decisions that go into that naturally.
3: That or if you just love to talk and you really don't, you know, you have a voice and don't know what to do with it and just trying to start something. You know, YouTube's the base nowadays to create. Everyone's doing it. Just... You know, do you. For me, at least the most part is you have to have, you have to
2: be willing to talk about something or be passionate about something right. and, For sure. and be willing to share that part of yourself. You know, there's sometimes when we get in here, we're talking about with the Ben Sobriety Wellness Investors one that we did. Right. Like I think when we were done with that interview, like I was tired, like physically tired. Sure. Because uh, it's emotionally taxing. Emotionally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You emotionally get involved in some of the things you're talking about. Maybe you are emotional about some of the things you're talking yeah. about. But having that desire to talk about something and be passionate about it. I think you have to have that first and foremost, right? You have to have something yeah. to say. Yeah, 100%.
1: I had that exact situation here a few weeks ago. We did our tribute to my old co-host, Cato.
2: Yes, on
1: our show, Good stuff, by the way. And uh, it was, you know... It was difficult preparing the materials. Once I prepared the materials, we sat down to do it. You know, it was it was, it was a labor of love. And then I kind of broke down a little bit at the very end of it. Finally, it was just like kind of all hit me again. When I was sharing a story about, you know, in, introducing my newborn daughter to Cato, because I have a memorial for him in my house. That just kind of speaks to your point a little bit more.
2: Absolutely. And I listened to that one and, and we were kind of texting back and forth during that time. And I was like, man, I think I said, I'm proud of you for even talking about that. Because I've experienced in my life that just feels like, feels like this weight on me that I carry around every single day, but actually by talking about it a lot more than I have in many years, it's been sort of healing for me too. So when you said you were doing that, I was like, man, that's awesome.
1: Yeah. There was definitely immediate relief. I felt like, and I felt like, you know, kind of the agenda was a, I wanted to, one of my mentors, I wanted to pay homage and then, and B, I wanted to give him a send off that I felt was proper as well, regardless of whether or not it was my business to do it. I just had this internal instinctual drive that I needed to do it.
2: I thought it was great. And and DJ, we've talked about the the grief process a little bit on here too. Yeah. And with
3: the podcasting, I think it can be healing and it definitely is for me anyway. It is healing. Not even like, you know, not even ways that, like, you're trying to get a guest on and grieve to him, but, like, you just start to, like, really dig deeper when, you know, are grieving. And I just feel like the grind is just more there. And it's a part of your story. Yeah, for
2: sure. You know, it'd be like me coming on here not talking about my daughters. Like, mm-hmm. that's a huge part of me. Why wouldn't right. I talk about it? For sure. Uh, but you do have, you have to put yourself out there emotionally sometimes when, right. when, when you're releasing things and people might hear it. Well, that's a conversation me
1: and my co-host, Josh, who was, did it with us back in the day as well. We we kind of had to talk. Do we want to talk about our families on the show? You know, because today, too, you have to be prote- protective of everybody because sure, anybody sure. and anybody can get to you Sure. and the people that you love.
2: And that's, uh, that's a good point because I make it a point to never say my daughter's name on here. Yeah. You know, I try to keep that out. I'll say my daughter or my oldest daughter. Yeah. I don't want that out there. And maybe they don't want that out there, you know. Sure. That's uh, a fair point. Try to be mindful of that as well. Yeah. That you might say something or, or tell a story about somebody. I try to keep it vague in case they don't want yes. that information out. Yes.
3: There. Yeah. And yeah. like from a free forum podcast, like I, I'm a guy like I got to make sure I I know if I know something about somebody, I'd be like, hey, do we want to talk about this or not? And, you know, some people are cool and some people are a lot of people are very like, what are we going to talk about. They don't really believe in you as a host, you know, uh, sometimes that's taxing, too. And you lose aspects of a podcast. But I love them. I love them free form you know real talk yeah. podcasts. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's just like uh you're getting back into the influences like my favorite comedians are Bill Hicks, George Carlin. Yeah. You know, those guys, they wouldn't they wouldn't even make it today. And even oh. George Carlin started to get very controversial in his time. You know, even Lenny Bruce, he's controversial, you know, like oh, his yeah. material. Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Eddie Murphy and his his, his heyday, Richard Pryor. Yes. You know, the best comedians, Dave Chappelle. Yeah. Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle's getting roasted right now, yeah. you know, and all he's doing is leading into the narrative that people are making about him and making jokes about
3: yeah, it. Yeah, he loves it. I love it. Yeah.
1: That's all he's doing. You know, he's not saying he's this person, but he's making jokes about people enforcing yeah. this ideology on him.
2: Man, I always just put humor on a pedestal for me. Right. I, I I understand the need for cancel culture in some regard. Uh, there yeah. were some places we weren't fully yet as a society, and I felt like we had to swing the needle so far the other way to kind of find our medium. But man, when it comes to comedy, I put it on a pedestal. Comedy to me, I yeah. think everything's a joke. Everything's a joke. And everything's funny. If somebody's going to laugh at it, it's funny. But I also understand that some things can offend people, too. Sure. sure.
1: Know your audience, but it's impossible to always know your audience.
2: This is episode one of Rising Tide Podcast. We thank Barrett for joining. You got to you got to get all of us. All Things ATI. Insane Podcast, but ATI Podcast is what I call it. Yeah. It's on?
1: As far as places that you can find us audio-wise, we're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Stitcher. We're on Spotify. We are on Google Podcasts. We are on Anchor. Anywhere you get your podcast audio content, you can find us. You can follow us on social media. We've got Instagram pretty active on there. The ATI Podcast, Twitter at podcast underscore ATI. We've got Facebook, Facebook uh, backslash ATI Podcast 22. And we're starting to work on our TikTok, YouTube, Twitch, and SoundCloud accounts a little bit. We've got accounts there. Just search ATI Podcast. You can follow us. It's
3: Friday night. We're out. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thanks, Barrett, for joining us. Thank you Check guys. Check us out. You know, uh, support what you can. We've talked about it before, but it, even shares and likes means a lot and can and it can get other eyes on it. Thanks for joining us, Barrett. My pleasure, sir. We're out.
0: Hey, this is Josh from ATI Podcast. For show updates and news about the podcast, follow us on social media. You can follow us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash ATI Podcast22. On Twitter, at podcast underscore ATI. On Instagram, at the ATI podcast. On TikTok, at ATI podcast. DMs are always welcome. Have a question for the show? You can always email us at atipodcastquestions at gmail.com. Stay safe out there.